here. All right, we just went live and um, we're just gonna take a second to share this and bring people into the stream. Yes. Fast, 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 fast. Mm. Oh, Nambi, you went off the Bluetooth. Uh-oh, see there? Okay, cool. <laughs> Give us a second, y'all. We're just going to um, share this out. I'm going to share this out. Just give us a second, y'all. I don't know why my internet is loading up slow. I was doing that earlier. Wow, the damn camera was going Okay. Michaela, finally, yes. We had a lot of technical difficulties, y'all. Y'all don't understand. There's a lot of technical mm -hmm. difficulties happening here to get everybody set up so we can just go. Thank right. you, Tora. Yo, my technical difficulty is like it only gives me the private chat. It doesn't give me the regular chat. It gave me the private chat. Yeah, that's I um. That's it. I'm back on. I turned it off, but I could turn it on for this one. Oh, we are live. Please bear with us, everyone, uh, while we get more folks up in here and get this motherfucking party crack in. Oh, right. I don't think that'll go far there, but whatever. Facebook needs to make sharing a little bit easier. So on the phone, you can just hit multiple groups and just fly through that shit. Yeah. So Michaela, Katsura, Doctor, Michelle, hang on. I think that might be Nambi back. All right. Here she is. Yay, she's back. <laughs> Thank you. Cynthia, what's up? All right, y'all. Yeah, we got Cynthia, Samantha. Uh, where, was, where was Samantha? Oh, was Samantha on Clubhouse with us? I think Samantha was on Clubhouse with us. Um, yeah, Michaela, Maddie, hey, Yo, I welcome, still welcome back Roy, to the States. Still seen Roy, though. Roy, Roy said he was waiting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be in here. Yeah. So, look, yeah, y'all, uh, this is happening right now on, oh, yeah, right on Twitter. Samantha on Twitter. Um, so, this is happening on the Men Like Us, you know, podcast channel, but. Uh, I just before people jump into the but but Chris, how does this actually help your mission X Y and Z? Look, all four of us today we we did a watch party for the Breakfast Club. We were all four of us watching Boosie's interview on Breakfast Club. Everybody was interested in it, and you know we were like, yo, let's just go live and talk shit about this because we got a lot of reaction for this, 
and we are um, definitely ready to share our thoughts and opinions on Boosie's interview. Um, I don't have clips ready to go for this because of copyright protection. I don't want my video getting yanked down. So, you know, this y'all just going to have to watch it for yourselves. Listen to this and watch it for yourselves. But, um, you know, I will say how how this helps and how it helps to have women like Latreya and the Ambion on the podcast is really, you know, let's be real. In a lot of spaces, uh, the 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 I'm sorry, the image of men and women conversing together, heterosexual, cis men and trans women occupying the same space peacefully, that's a foreign concept to some folks out there. So, you know, for anybody asking, why does, how does this help? Why are we doing this? You know, I think this kind of moves the needle to see that people, you know, can, we can all hang out together. We can share opinions and just be here in peace and respect each other. So, um, so just kind of reset it a little bit with uh, Boosie. Boosie came on the Breakfast Club. Uh, he, his interview aired this morning, Monday morning. He did it on Friday. Um, there was a picture that went out with him and comedian Flame Monroe. And it was really kind of built up to be like this Boosie and Flame interview on Breakfast Club. And, you know, Flame was not that big of a part of it. It was mostly a Boosie interview and it was mostly... You know, it was just him being a dumbass most of the time and, and him really displaying a lot of the problematic behaviors and thought processes that exist within the black community that are accepted and normalized. Um, but I'm going to let our Trans Talk Tuesday host really kind of take it away because I know she 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 was dipping in and out like she was she had a lot. She was going off. While he was watching this shit, mostly out. (laughs) So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start it. Okay. Um. There's so there's so many there's so many layers there's so many layers to this there's so many layers to this and this is like a lot to unpack. Um. You know I'll be unpacking a lot of it tomorrow. I'm gonna try to get a, 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 a as much aggravation about it as I can went on this right here. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, I think Boosie displayed, perfectly displayed the generational shit because he ain't, we, we, and the thing about it is in, in no way is this an attack on him. This is this, this just on him. This is, this is an attack on all of it, period. Because what he's saying out of his mouth is no different than what trans women has been have been been experiencing, with, 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 with as far as um, the black cis men, straight hat men. You know what I mean? This is stuff that we that we that, you know they don't want us around our kids. They think that we're we, around their kids that we're just this big influence turning them gay or trans. No, maybe bitch, it's just freaking karma showing you through your children. Okay. You know what I mean? To teach to, to teach to teach you what un- unconditional love and, um is supposed to look like. And the universe is giving you a choice whether you're gonna are you gonna choose your child or are you gonna choose your reservations about a community that you have no 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 knowledge of. 
you know, so it, 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 it was, it was just so, it was just so painful to watch. You know what I mean? I was complaining to Chris, Latrey, and Mike that I needed subtitles because I couldn't even understand half of the shit that he was saying. But the shit that I did, uh, that I could make out, I was very displeased with. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's just like how long, like, and the thing about it is the, the other layer with flame and the, oh, we're just trying to educate him and we're just going to coddle him like he's a first grader and try to teach him how to be respectful towards our community. If you're grown and you have children, we shouldn't have to teach you how to be respectful. Mm-hmm. That part. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, how could we possibly, how could we possibly expect you to be respectful to our scene when you can't even be respectful to your own children pimping them out to prostitutes and all of the things? They breathe. So it's not right like don't so please, Miss Boosie. So please, Miss Boosie, please, Miss Boosie, do not act like that you are the epitome of what fatherhood is supposed to be because you're not. Mm-hmm. Shot. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's just there's so there's so many freaking levels to this. His fatherhood, the freaking co-signing with this stuff, and the thing about it is, you trans women out there, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop signing up for this mess because at this point, bitch, y'all are just running into the motherfucking punches. It's no shade because we're not going to act like we're, you, you can't you can't be on one hand saying, oh, homophobia, homophobia, transphobia, this. And then you're running after the same type men. So yeah. in this in this whole conversation, we can't be just berating that. We just can't be berating them as far as, you know, as much as holding uh, holding accountability in our own scene for what we are pursuing. That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but go well, ahead. Well, I think um, <laughs> like the first thing I wanted to um, the first thing I noted, I took I took slight notes during it, but the first thing I noted was like, what was it? It was almost eight minutes. It was about almost eight minutes into it, and he's talking about, well, I'm raising strong black men. That's my job. I'm supposed to be raising strong black men. And the problem with our community is that strong for a lot of for for a lot of people in the black community, strong black man equals straight black man. Right. So now you, if your if your son is gay by whatever anything other than just super straight, now you didn't raise a good black man, and I think that is some real bullshit that like our community definitely needs to address. And it's just, you know, we have a, a habit of toxic parenting where it's just like, I failed as a parent because you're not straight. You're not you're not valid if you are not straight. So him thinking I need to raise good black men, that means he's trying he needs to force his children to be something. And that was the only redeeming quality <clears throat> of a flame's appearance on this whole thing was everybody in the room was like, Boosie, you can't force your children to be something. Kids are going to be whatever the fuck they want to be. You can't control that. He's like, well, we need to protect our kids from gay. And little Nas said, I need to protect my kids from all this stuff. 
and I need to steer them into this because I don't. If they get exposed to this, then they'll be this, and it's just like but, it's just as uh, dumb as like saying the kids play violent video games; they'll be violent. Like I grew up watching BET Uncut. Like I ain't running around. Like come on now. Yeah, but but yo, how are you saying you got to protect your kid when you're over there paying an adult prostitute to have sex with your virgin kid? And he's now be losing his virginity to molestation. Not saying it's necessarily like the fault exactly. of the sex worker, but I'm saying like it's the fault of Boosie for even paying the sex worker to go ahead and do it. Not to mention your fucking music and all of the shit that you stood for forever since you freaking came onto the scene. Maybe your kids need to be protected from you. I get very sensitive when it comes to children. Yeah, absolutely. But that, but that, it's it's a larger like Boosie is a proxy for literally millions of black parents out there, and I mean millions of black parents that think that the way that he thinks is that straightness is under attack. We need to protect our kids from any other points of view being knowledgeable on anything other than this super straight life, and that we need to raise them to be strong strong uh, uh assets to the community and you're not a strong asset to the community if you're if you are not straight well, and the thing I mean, about it is gay has always been looked at as a weakness yeah you know what i mean as weak yeah. you know what i mean until, until bitches start getting their asses beat and then they change their mind but the initial reaction mm-hmm. <laughs> it is that gay or trans equals like weak and meek and you know not able to defend themselves and scary and all of the things Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when I try to get people to understand how the black community really views like gayness or just LGBT in general, not LGBT in general, I'm going to just say gayness because we really have an issue with masculinity, not femininity. Like we're cool with uh, 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 the studs kicking it in the crew. But, you know, once a, once somebody does anything who's supposed to be who we say is supposed to be masculine doesn't do that, then it's a problem. So I always tell people that we don't have. We don't have gay leaders. There are no gay black leaders. There are no openly gay men who are allowed to be leaders in our community. It just doesn't happen. Mm-mm. And and I mean, that right there should just tell you that what, what it really is because there are openly gay white men running for president. Hello. So like, you know, well, I, I, people are like, oh, I, I thought you guys were so open and progressive. And it's like, no, we're as conservative as fuck. We're conservative as fuck. But like, I just saying, everybody in the black community knows a boosie. We all have a boosie. We all know a boosie. There, I have a couple boosies on my timeline that I just had to unfollow. <laughs> like, uh, one of my good friends that I've known for years is a boosie. He's all stuck on this K man. We got to do what we can to keep our kids straight. And that you, you're pressuring your kids. You're fucking your kids up trying to push them into some shit that ain't for them. Sure. And that's, sure. that's the kind of people that beat that, like, uh, what Mike brought up the other day with that kid in Atlanta, Tyler. Like, those are the kinds of people that beat up gay kids. Said, why are you being gay? Stop being gay. Man up. Do this. Do that. Right. Like, you're just creating a miserable human. Right. And then those same people that abuse their gay sons and cousins and brothers and all of that, they wonder why those same people they abuse don't want shit to do with them. Mm-hmm. 
And another layer be the same, be the same ones eking and peeking and sneaking when nobody's looking. It be the hypocrisy for me. It be the hypocrisy for me. It be the total hypocrisy for me with all of them. I'll put you this way. One of the things that really irks me about what Boosie has said is like, when I was a child, like I'm talking about a child, like four, five, six years old, the small amount of time that my father was actually in my life. He would literally say stuff like, don't be a faggot. Oh, look at your friend. He's a faggot. You know, stuff like, like using the F word openly. And it's like having to hear that from like your, the person who you're supposed to be looking up to at the time. And then when you get older, you realize, oh, that was some really fucked up shit. Because as a kid, you don't really know. You can only follow. You, you're not a leader at that point. You know, so, you know, to hear Boosie trying to put out all the shit that he's putting out. And on top of it, fucking over his kid by getting him molested. And then at the same time saying, oh, he wants to fight somebody like Lil Nas X. Like, yo, not for nothing, but Lil Nas X, way more of a man than Boosie is because Lil Nas X is standing up for himself and other people despite being discriminated against. Boosie is doing it in spite of what he is against. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a proxy for a large part of the black community. Which is why, you know, he was like, well, yeah, when I, people, people celebrate me, people cheer me on. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that feel the exact same way he does. One of the things that really hit hard during his interview was they asked him, it's like, yo, so if your daughter got married to a woman, like you love your daughter, if she got married to a woman, would you go to her wedding? He was like, no, I love my daughter, but I wouldn't go to a wedding. I can't support that. I can't be a part of that. This, this, and this. And I'm like, dude, like. I don't know how you don't see that you're a bad parent by not wanting to do that shit. Exactly. Let me say this. Let me say this. Here's my take on it. How can he say all this, but then turns around and says, I have gay fans that love me. I love the gays, this and the other. Then you fix your mouth to say you would not go to your daughter's wedding if she wants to bury a woman. trash and he stood on that shit and everybody in the room was like oh well uh." like he he was he's a person that's firm in his ignorance and like that kind of person like nambi was talking about with 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 coddling people and being soft that's not somebody you do that with you can do that with somebody who who doesn't know but wants to learn but he's standing in that shit like i am segregation now segregation forever kind of person like he's that motherfucker mm-hmm. i wish for one mo for 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 like one moment and then we could like fast forward to like present time but mm-hmm. i wish for one moment that we could go actually go back to let's say the 40s 50s and 60s when the whole civil rights you know movement was going on and just Sprinkles of gay and trans into that. Okay, follow me here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just just to sh- just to shine a light, and, and I think if that were to happen, it would shine so much of a light in the black cishet community. And I think they would be able to. I mean, you would think like one plus one should equal two. Like we went through that, so let's not let let us not put this community through the same shit that we we had to go through. But mm-hmm. no, 
I have to paint this like whole picture of us going back to the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Bitch, when it was given very whites only, blacks only, no, you cannot have no pie in here. You better go to the freaking colored section. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get your ass to the back of the bus syndrome. I mean, that's where we're at right now with Black Lives Matter. We're in that exact same place. And, um, you know, I told they because they were the Black Lives Matter people was upset saying that, well, you and all your trans rights and all, the, all these LGBT folks, they're taken away from us and that we can't have y'all taking away space because we need all the space for this shit that affects everybody. And I'm like, well, they wouldn't need their own space if you just included them. Well, you decided exactly. not to include them, so they went and made their own space. So now you can't be mad. But if you want to include all parts of your black family, then do that. Right. But like that, this is a, a conscious decision by people to exclude, which I know is not a you know boosy issue, but it's just a, it's. I, I just think this boosy thing just is really an indictment on the black community, black parenting, how we handle our children, like. I think a lot of times we have a problem believing that we own our children. Like our, your child is not your possession. You can't make oh, your yeah, child probably. do shit. So no, that's my child. They gonna be straight. I'm make. I'm gonna make them do that. And it's, you don't own no, your it child. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> exactly. Right. And like I said before, then they wonder why that child don't want shit to do with them once they grow up. Oh, that shit. I'm, I'm gonna tell you from my experience. My dad was like that. And he wonders why I don't really deal with him now, even though we're living in the same house. So, yeah, like, Chris, yeah, Chris, I think you might want to bring up a comment from Cynthia real quick. Why can't I see? Oh, hey, people in the suppressed movement, this one, yeah, yeah. Hold on, there were gay people in the suppressed movement icon, maybe not in the front, but they were there. That's true, but not you know. I mean, because what's his name? James Baldwin was, 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 you know, he was there, there. And I don't know if he was, I, I'm, I, I can't speak to exactly where he was in the formation. But, you know, I definitely enjoyed that I am not your Negro special. But, um, you know, this, this is, I mean, he, he said, so the making, making real man thing was, was whack. The uh, not attending his daughter's wedding was also whack. Never. Um, you know, seem a, a, acting like he's under attack, and then also saying like, "Well, all the gay people love me." Like, yo, I, I'm just saying. I think they're the people that's close to him that is cool with him. I'm looking at them as like, yo, they being nice because they have a re- they have something to gain from it. Like in 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 those spaces with those celebrities, people are nice to those celebrities. People blow them up because they might get a free meal out of it. They might get some money out of it. They might get whatever. Like that's that's how it goes. You get that. You get that uh, entourage, so to speak. Yeah, echo chamber. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I want to address a um a comment. Um, Cynthia Barlow says, um, hold on. There were gay people in the civil rights movement. Maybe not in the front, but they were there. But the the what I was trying to explain as far as sprinkling gay and trans people in there, I'm not saying that there weren't any um, gay people in the civil rights movement, but I'm talking about as far as the activism and the advocacy for us. The civil rights movement were, were basic, was basically created to get 
you know, black people to a higher place. But even the civil rights movement back then was basically a black life, was basically a black lives matter movement. It did not include the gays and trans people. Or we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Question. The Black Lives Matter movement was started by lesbians, correct? <laughs> yes, girl. So for them to for these clowns to steal the Black Lives Matter movement from the lesbians, claim it as their own, and then try to exclude us. Yeah. Hey, how much bleach were y'all drinking? And excuse my French, but fuck Black Lives Matter. And the reason why I said that is you can't be mad at racism when you're spewing transphobia, homophobia, xenophobia, all type of shit. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, come on now. You want to be right. accepted as a black straight man, but you don't want to accept somebody who's trans or gay as as they are. Like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And um, anybody gotta call me what I said, they can take a condom, put it on their heart, and fuck their feelings. That's how I feel at this point. Because I love it. I've said this shit in 2016, and I'm saying it now. If you are black and homophobic and transphobic, yet you're screaming Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I pretty much. Yeah, that's right. You have it. Um, <laughs> this, this. Uh, I wanted to address uh, L because she's saying I'm still trying to understand how a presumably, presumably heterosexual cisgender male is so concerned with our demographic. It's, it's a mindset with him and a lot of other people out there that you know, this is infecting our community. This is always in my face now. It's always, y'all shoving this in my face and I don't want my kids to be influenced. Y'all influencing the kids. We need to protect the kids from Lil Nas X and trans and whatever the fuck else. We need to protect the kids from all this LGBT stuff. And, you know, that's that's really the energy that he was bringing to the whole situation is that the kids need to be protected from this. And if we don't, then all of our kids are going to be LGBT and they're not going to be strong, productive members of the community. Like, that's really the energy it is. And um, obviously, it's dumb as fuck because obviously everybody knows you can't make somebody gay. You can't make somebody straight. They just are whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, but, but to, be like, honest, it's, to be honest, I think he's already got the horses in the back. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> the, children, the children need to be protected from boozy trifling ass you I okay mean, with your child being sexually assaulted by a goddamn prostitute but you're not okay with somebody who happens to be lesbian gay or trans nigga shoot yourself in the fucking brain I mean seriously there's a it, it is really ridiculous, but folks like is out there thinking that. So the way that I explain this sometimes, because, you know, um, and I said this in one of my uh, earlier videos, but like a lot of times black black Americans don't understand how much they're imitating their oppressors and oppressing the LGBT community. And I don't ever say the struggles are the same, but the mindset is the same. 
where, you know, a lot of white people is like, oh, you're pushing all this diversity on me. Yeah, well, you live in a place where there's no black people, nobody, you're in a homogenous society. So then you're going to be disturbed by people trying to, you know, diversify shit up. And it's just like, okay, you're living in a space where there's no LGBT. Well, now you're pushing this on me and, and you're disturbing my, you know, super straight environment. And it's just like this exact same mindset as a white person that don't want your black ass around. But like right. you're you don't you're using this against your own people and it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. And so we we a lot of times black folks adopt the same mindset and they just don't see it for some reason. They're very blind to it. That isn't the only example. There's other examples out there, but it's just like with Boosie, that's what he's bringing to this whole conversation is you you shouldn't be encroaching on my super straight bubble that I'm in, and I shouldn't have to acknowledge that there's other shit out there in my world. Hmm or in the world, not my world, in the world. So it's just, it's ridiculous. And, um, you know, I, I wish that a lot of people could call that stuff out and just be like, uh, everybody is woke. And that's why I shit on Hotep so much because these niggas is fake intellectual. You yeah, heard yeah. some dumb shit from some other motherfucker that don't know shit and all these Hotep, well, we got to make strong people and this is, this is a plot to get the black man. And it's, where'd you hear that from? Right. Like and you if don't you know, tear no. somebody down mm -hmm. to make yourself feel strong. Something is wrong with you. And it's just the ignorance, the ignorance. They just want to stay in it. They don't want to be made to to change. Which I get it. There are races out there that don't want. There are old races that don't want to be made to change. Why should I have to? Why should I have to stop saying the N word? I've been saying the N word my whole life. That's just what we said. Okay, but you have to change. That's not acceptable in today's society. Just like the, the his attitudes is not acceptable, and thank goodness Charlemagne was speaking up because I really don't have too much faith in that motherfucker. I was shocked because he, yeah. But you know, Angela Yee was on some really stupid shit. She was pushing that threesome question. She was trying to get, but let's ask him about the threesome. Well, that's a dumbass argument. Up until that point, she was hitting them with facts, though. She was, but. Uh, I don't know. Her, it was it was really the whole team was not equipped for it. But, you know, I think we can finally move on to what a lot of folks have been talking about in the comments already, which was the appearance of Flame Monroe to the whole conversation. <laughs> Flame, it, it's about 30 minutes into the clip. Flame came in. Uh, shout out to Newport. Shout out to Newport. But go it's ahead. time. It's time. Flame came in. About thirty minutes into it, because it's like, oh yeah, you took a, a picture with Flame, and then he's like, yeah, Flame was cool, this, this, and this, and and then Flame came in and was just like, yeah, well, you know what? I don't want my kids to be gay either because the struggle they go through and whatever else, and but it was a whole lot of the shit. Like Flame pretty much co-signed on everything Boosie was saying, except for one thing, which is you can't you can't uh, control what your kids become. Like you, you can't, you can't, you can't keep your child from being gay. You can't keep your child from being trans, lesbian, whatever. Right. Like you can't, you you don't have any control over that. You think you have control, but you don't. But everything right. else he said was cool. Like no, he's he's right on. He's spot on. And I'm like, yeah. Flame has been. I, I know people are gonna, you know, this is whatever. People are gonna have mixed opinions about me speaking on certain shit. But at the end of the day. Uh, you know, Flame was doing some cooning 
out there. Flame was that black person on Fox News. Like Flame was allowing herself to be used as a token to absolve all the other, all the bullshit happening there. Cause it was really on some like, see my black, I have a black friend and my black friend says that I'm not racist. The one, one black friend you got came on and cooned. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's for for, yeah. for, for all intents and purposes, I will be re- I'll be referring to Flame as she, being as though that's how she presented on the uh, Breakfast Club. However, I want to make it clear to my co-hosts. I want to make it clear to the people that are in the chat and to everybody out there in the social media land that's watching. Flame is a drag queen. Take it how you want it. You can take offense to it. You can try to, you know, argue with me or whatever until you're blue in the face. Y'all can be, you know, um, y'all can be sidetracked and distracted by her, uh, her, her boobs or whatever it is. But okay, Flame is a drag queen. Flame is a father by day and a fairy by night. Okay, so. That, 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 that's called things for what they are. If it's somebody outside of Flame and we see somebody out there that gets dressed up for entertainment purposes, what do we call that? We call that drag. Everybody knows that we call that drag. Yeah. So that is exactly who and what Flame is. So if y'all are going, if, if there are people out there that are taking what Flame is saying as Bible, please stop. Because in no way can Flame talk about the trans can 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 identify with the tra- trans community. Uh, she can talk about her experiences as a trans woman because she did live that life. She's not life anymore. So we have to call things for what for what they are and stop like putting. You know these 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 stamp these stamps on things for people that are in lanes that shouldn't be, and that aren't in. Trans woman is not this child's lane anymore. Mm-hmm. Reason she became a father. You know she became a parent. You know what I mean there's a lot of things that you know that 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 found their way in through her transition that changes the way that she lives her day to day. So we're not gonna call that trans woman. That child is a drag queen. And who yeah. can fight me? You know, that's it. Okay. Well uh, And Madison and Madison, you're next. Because I'm not talking to you too. Oh. Co signing this shit. Come on. co signing. I'm tired of everybody screaming this, oh, we want rights, we want this, we want that, and y'all co-signing the same shit that we're trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. Not the big dick bitch. Yes, her too. Yes. I, I tried to, to be nice because she's a Libra and all that. No, fuck that. <laughs> Damn it. Well, uh... <laughs> No, I, 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 I was 
Yeah, but the people need to know the difference between a freaking drag queen and a trans woman child. That child's a exactly. father now, a whole parent. So her whole mindset is not focused on on what it is to be a trans woman in today's society. It's focused on being a parent. Her yeah, being yes. a parent is her top priority right now. Yes, that is man. different than transition. Me and B for president. Me and B for president. Yep. <laughs> Shall. Yeah, we should run for president. That's why, but that's, but that's why we have all this confusion. That's why we have these fucking little Demi Lovato's freaking walking around here talking about, oh, oh I might be trained in two years. That's why we have all this. Because we don't have people out here educating on the differences between things. This is not exactly. all kumbaya. We cannot, we cannot appreciate and respect each other's differences if we are, are all one, one like monolith. If we're like all one, how can we appreciate each other's differences and respect them? We can't. Because everybody is just this. Everybody's one thing. The world doesn't work that way. Ugh. I just sure. get so well, irritated. No. Flame really irritated me. And I love Flame for her comedy. Because you know, I you know, I I'm a I I'm, I'm a comedian by accident sort of person. So I gravitate to comedy a lot. So I love Flame for, for you know, and appreciate Flame, you know, for he she we's talent or whatever. But then when you cross over into activism and you're trying to speak on a behalf of a community of people, you know what I mean? You're 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 not you're you you shouldn't even be in that lane. Stick with comedy, right? Stick with comedy because that's why they invited her ass in the freaking first place, right? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I all I can say is I like I, I like Flames comedy. Uh, I've been watching her since Comic View in two thousand one. I ain't gonna lie, you know my. Gosh, I was a teenager, so I was looking at Flame like, oh, well, that's a whole ass snack. But that was, you know, 20 plus years ago, so it's what it is. But yeah, it was very, it was, I, as an outsider looking in, I'm not a part of the trans community. I'm just saying it seemed, I saw parallels between coon behavior I see on Fox News and what just happened here. So well, I'm throwing out there. Well, here's the thing. The Breakfast Club has a bad history of taking LGBTQ issues and either inadvertently doing it or purposely doing it. I'm not sure which, but they end up trying to make it like a comedy act for their listeners or their viewers instead of actually attacking the issue that's at hand. Yeah, the Breakfast right. Club I has. I agree with that. It's very yeah. problematic. And they, but they have the ability to change. Yeah, exactly. Problematic, problematic equals ratings, though. People gravitate to that shit. So we, like, we all know that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's the that's the whole purpose of them boosting their channel and them talking about it because they know that that's what freaking brings the people. Our community freaking brings the freaking people. You know what I mean? That you know they want to know whether 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 they're. Regardless of what side that they're on, whether they're freaking against us or for us, they're still going to freaking tune in for the freaking right. food law bullshit. Yeah, but this is why I can't take them serious no more. Well, you know, um, another thing that he uh, he was talking about on there, he was like, "Well, this is just my opinion, and I can have my opinion, and you're not going to silence me in my opinion." And I'm just like, "Dude, you can have an opinion, but that doesn't make your opinion right." 
Exactly. Like he was speaking on it as if like him saying that it's his opinion absolves him from any accountability or any <laughs> it, it, it absolves him from being wrong, like from his shit being checked. Like, is this do, yeah. do the numbers add up here? No, you're wrong, right. dude. Yep. Like you're wrong. All, just I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're right. You're right. It's like, first of all, if an opinion is not backed by any sort of logic or fact, it's bullshit. Now, all you people out there that screaming, oh, this is my opinion, this is my opinion, y'all need to do some fact checking and make sure that y'all got logic to back y'all opinions because I'm going to be right there to talk, tell you it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same, same thing goes for Boosie, the baby, T.I. As a house. Waka Flocka, all that shit. I mean... Okay, so I'm gonna just throw a grenade out there and blow shit up even more. But, um, <laughs> so I'm I'm a part of this like clubhouse conversation group, and one of the topics I, I suggested really was like, you know, with the baby, with Boosie, you know, I, I feel like sometimes as an outsider, I I I perceive that you know people are choosing sins, like the Christ, Christian Church chooses sins. Like you decide on which sins to persecute. And what I mean by that is the entirety of hip hop culture since the beginning of time has been hyper-masculine, homophobic, anti-LGBT, period. That has been dominant culture and rap, just like dominant culture and country music is racist as fuck. Racists find a home in country country music crowds like you go to a country music concert you're going to see the the them them uh crossbars the stripes or the stars yep. you're going to see the confederate flag you're going to see some blue line you're yep. going to see all lives matter you're going to see the red hats you're going to see all the racist shit so yep. let's be real though since the 80s since whenever rap was in its infancy it's always been hyper masculine anti lgbt and my question really is to the community lgbt community overall is you know, is this a problem really, or is it not? Because if it is, then why are you supporting hip hop culture? Right. And, and I, I know that's a tough question. I know nobody wants to stop listening to the club bangers. I get that. I like Chick-fil-A. Like, I get there's some things you just don't want to give up. Yeah. So I, I'm just, it's, it's just a larger question I would love to see a panel of gay men, lesbian women, trans women, trans, like I would love to see just a corner, the full rainbow of people just sit there and have a conversation about like, do we really need this? Do we really support this? Is this really a deal breaker for us? Right. Because yeah. I'm just like, for me, I don't, I don't think so because like we're, we're, <laughs> that's into hip hop as much as I am into hip hop, okay, uh, <laughs> knows that um, hip hop is no stranger to it being hyper masculine, homophobic. You know what I mean? It's you know it's 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 just, especially especially in the when, when the nineties rolled around. You know what I mean? With with a lot of our favorite our favorite artists. You know what I mean? But we also didn't have this hypersensitive cancel culture neither. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, we, you know, this, we were we were able to identify the shit that we grew up around. And we saw that. Like, you know what I mean? And that's how, you know, back then we were, you know, we referred, they referred to our community. 
You know what I mean? Now that we're standing, it's a different situation now that we're, you know, our own community stands in, you know, uh, you know, stand, you know, standing in solidarity with each other. It, you know, it's kind of a different thing. But for the most part, every everybody is just so hypersensitive and hyper aware to, you know, to, to every single little detail. Everybody wants to be so politically correct, even though they never even grew up that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, now everything is, you know, everything is just so super, super, super sensitive. You got to watch what you say. Oh, you can't say this. Oh, you can't say that. And, and it's, that kind of shit is problematic within itself. Yeah. You know, because that, that, then you just start talking about erasing fucking Elmo and fucking Big Bird and, and all of the freaking shit that, that, you know, kind of molded a whole generation of people into adults and who they are in a, in a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But then you want to yeah. get you want to get to where we are in present time and look back and be like, oh, wait a minute. That was problematic. So maybe, maybe we should erase that. Mm. Yeah. So as things that are already etched in history as being positive things. It makes mm-hmm. no sense to me. As a hip-hop head, born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, I'm ready to drop some real fucking talk for your ass right now. Come on, let's so, go, Mike. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I love Tupac. I love Biggie. I love the DMX, but as the years have gone, there are certain DMX songs that I refuse to listen to because of homophobic remarks, mm. you know, and to be honest with you, when Boosie was on there trying to say, oh, if Tupac was still alive, that he would have been on his side, he needs to re-listen to a lot of Tupac's music. Right. A lot of the stuff that Tupac put out there was for the rights of the people, not just, oh, the rights of a man, you know what I mean? Like, like did he have songs that catered to young black men? Of course, mm-hmm. because he was a young black man himself. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that was going to resonate in his music. But he made songs for women. And not just, like, like black women were the focal point, but it was women in general. He was like, yo, like, you know, if that's your mother, love your mother. You know what I mean? Like, honor your sister, you know, all that stuff. So, it's like, he was making music for the people. If he was in the climate that there is today, his personality would have been like, oh, I see something wrong being done to this community let me extend my voice that's the type of man that he fucking was exactly. and if you want to and if you want to be a rapper and you want to say oh no nah, rap is only for the machismo it's only for being a man strong man blah blah go back to the fucking beginning of hip-hop the beginning of hip-hop in the bronx in the south bronx not only had the break dances and the mcs but they had the banji boys too so the Banji Boys was there, and the Banji Boys was LGBTQ. That's why if you ever watch Vogue, you got dancing with elements of breakdancing as well as you know other inter you know other unique interpretive moves. Mm-hmm. So if, so if you actually watch people Vogue, if you're a hip hop head, you could see some elements of that breakdancing in there. B boys, clubheads, mm-hmm. all of them. Like none of that shit survived into the '90s for me. I know what you're talking about with Tupac, because when he said that, that, that's why I brought this up, because I'm like, he's referencing Tupac and Biggie. Oh, they would never have this. If they was here, they wouldn't be playing any of this shit. And I'm like, dude, Tupac was a very intelligent man, and he would never stoop down to your level of ignorance. Like, I have full faith that that man was very forward thinking and smart as fuck. 
And I mean, he's just not, but you know, Mike, yeah, Mike, you are the hip hop extraordinaire here. I just know I when that was coming up with the, with the no limit and, and the three, six mafia and, you know, all the West coast rap that I was listening to, like it was just, you know, Hey, tough gay gangster rap was everything. Be a mm-hmm. tough dude, get women, all that shit. Like it was all about fighting and being, a, being hard. None of that. You can't be soft because that you being soft, you know, you being a sissy, you being this. Like it was all tough nigga shit. Yo, they that now, but back in the nineties, when I, from what I was perceiving, the message I was getting was, you know, you really had to present a, a certain way. Yo, I got one more for you though. One okay. more for you with Tupac. Mm-hmm. Like Tupac, for as strong of a young black man as he was. If you look at a lot of the tracks that he did when he was on death row during his most aggressive time in music, a lot of his tracks, you have an artist on on the majority of them named Danny Boy. Mm -hmm. Now, Danny Boy, if you do your research on him now, openly gay man. Mm. And he was on so many of Pac's tracks. And Danny Boy even said in interviews that he wasn't going to name names, but there were people at death row that if they came to you and said, oh, Danny Boy's gay, he's like, how did they know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And um, same with the East Coast guys, you know, because, um, again, child in the 90s and a church kid, uh, Mace came and preached at our church, and he was like, all oh, these rappers that you think is hard, these niggas is a bunch of F-words. And you think they out there, this is all a show, and they ain't really about that. All them, and I, I, I pretty much just assumed he was talking about Diddy mm-hmm. uh, at the time, but, you know, because I really know all the rest of the, but he was really, you know, he was spilling the tea on, on all them East Coast cats that people was looking up to as, yeah, that nigga hard. I need to be tough like him. I need to be down like that dude. And it's like, nah, dude, this dude ain't nothing. It's, it's, it, it's kind of that whole... Um, Cindy Star conversation where it's like, yo, reality TV stars are putting out a persona. They're playing a character. There's these shows are scripted. Who they really are behind the scenes ain't that. Right. Like these rappers is putting something out there, and like I, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's a problematic in how I ascribe like educated education. But I, I was surprised. I'm like, wait, Lil John got a, a degree, and I was. Head rocking out to his shit back in the early 2000s with, you know, fuck the club up, fuck security up, like B.I.B.I., represent your clique, like all that shit. <laughs> shit, I don't know. Anyway, it is it is interesting, but I just had to ask that question. Y'all, sorry to sideline us on this well, whole hip hop no. thing, but it's just like I was I just. Would have been, I would have been there on the interview when Bootsy would have brought, brought up Tupac with mm. the photo of Tupac next to uh, Michaela Montana, who was a prominent trans woman in the ball scene, mm. and they're shown, you know, pictures, you know, pictures together on the set of Juice. Now I held that right up there, and and you know, right up to his face, and it would have been like, you know, um, yeah, like Tupac was way more progressive than that. Yeah. So why would he have a problem in the least with, you know, how things are ran? Like you said, he would have saw a marginalized community and he would have started. He, he would be probably one of the main voices speaking up for us through hip hop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's a revision. It's, it's revisioning as a revisionist history, much in the same way that 
a lot of conservatives uh, try to reimagine Jesus Christ. And I'm somebody was like, well, you know, I'm like, yo, if Jesus Christ was here right now, that nigga would be down at ballroom. Like he was hanging out with people <laughs> in the Bible. Like read that shit. He was kicking it with folks. He wasn't sitting there judging people, distancing himself from people that society thought was lesser than. No, he was kicking it with all the peoples, mm-hmm. oppressed communities. He was kicking it with the motherfuckers. So like it is a revisionist history with Boosie saying Tupac it Tupac would be this. He wouldn't be doing none of this. Like, no. Why you gotta rewrite history, bro? Tupac right. dated Madonna. There you go. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. All right, Tupac. Really? <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's news to me. <laughs> I do not refute any of the fact like my Brooklyn. Says he knows something about rap. Do, do not refute that shit because this man is a hip hop encyclopedia. He knows yes. more than you. Just assume. Just 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 know that. <laughs> Don't believe me? Go to YouTube. They got stories about it. <laughs> same same when it comes to a uh, 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 ballroom. If it's a bunch of guys and and ballroom comes up, I believe whatever the fuck Mike says. That's that's what it is because the man's done his research. I don't know everything, so some of it you got to run by Nambi. Oh, yeah, no, Nambi, you know. That. <laughs> that's my Nambi is just known, though. Like, I didn't, when I first saw, I saw one of her lives on Facebook, and I didn't know who she was. And I was in a relationship with somebody, at the time I was in a relationship with somebody who, like, grew up in ballroom. And um, she was like, oh, no, that's Nambi. Yo, she's really famous for voguing, this, this, and this. Like she's been really big in ballroom, and I'm like, oh, okay, she, okay. Well, that puts things into perspective for me. I had no idea who this person was, but you know, I, I think it was one of your like trans talks Tuesdays, and I just said, I'm like, who is? Didn't even know you, but then yeah, like your reputation preceded you, especially in relation to your voguing talents. Thank you. But, you know that that was uh, but you know when you're when you're when you're in that type of thing for as long as I have, people tend to put you in that box and be like, you know, that's all you can do and that's all you will ever do. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I was mm-hmm. kind of trying to escape that and kind of broaden my horizons, and that's why I started, you know, the trans Tuesday because there are a lot of issues mm-hmm. in our community that mm-hmm. need to be talked about that just aren't. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So okay. so you know. If I could vote, ahead, I would vote. No, I'm saying fuck that. If I could vote, I would vote. Like, you know, like, 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 like it's a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 my but you know, you know what? A lot of a lot of that stuff over the years came from a lot of pain. So mm. you know what I mean? It's it, it's yeah, and, and that's what I would use to to get it off of me. So you mm. know. And, you know, and and that's why no matter no matter where I go or what I do, you know, or other avenues or other lanes, you know what I mean. I'll always credit ballroom um, because you know it made me it made me the literally made me the person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean. A lot of people talk down about it, and you know it's not real life. It's fantasy. It's phony. You know what I mean. But I grew up in it since uh, you know like thirteen years old. So you know it literally groomed me gave me a backbone gave me confidence gave me you know half of the shit i wouldn't be able to say if it wasn't for ballroom you know what i mean so you know i do i do give my good shout out to all my ballroom people out there (laughs) 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 you know so 
but yeah, you know, we, there, there has to be like, there has to be, everybody talks about the gatekeeping being a bad thing. Listen, mm-hmm. we got to have some, like with this community, like things are like, have gone beyond, beyond with this bullshit. You know what I mean? And we all have voices. I'm not the only voice out there. Uh, Mike's not the only voice out there. Latreya's not the only voice out there. Chris isn't the only voice out there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's going to take consistently consistency and all of us speaking up, speaking up for our community, for our community. If we're calling it a community and we're all a part of it, we all need to be speaking up when shit like exactly. this happens. Absolutely. Especially those allies. Allies play a mo- the most important part in our community because, you know what I mean. You know, there, 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 there are defenses. You know what I mean. Like, like, no, 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 son. Cool, you know, cool off. That's not right. And educate. You know, and start fucking educating. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> like really educating. You know what I mean? Not seeing a trans woman go to the store or something and you freaking pointing and laughing right along with your homies and all of that. No, that's not in a fucking ally. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's another thing that's very useful about this conversation is, you know, men need to hear hear this kind of shit. You know, a lot of guys, they just don't, they're just not privy to a lot of these kinds of conversations. You know, the kind of stuff that we said tonight is probably a lot of shit they ain't never heard. They never heard nobody talk like this, especially a man that looks like them. They're not hit. They ain't heard this shit from. So well, you they know, need to start following like us or something, honey, because something's got to give. Okay? <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, so you know, you we know. gotta reach as many men as possible. Period. And um, you know, that's just part of the solution, which is why you know, whenever I uh, whenever I see whenever I see people like whenever I see other guys who are trans attracted or trans amorous who, you know, have any level of clout growth, whatever guys who are, are, are putting themselves out there. Oh, well, I don't like him. Like, yo, fuck your like this motherfucker is doing work that helps everybody. And you need to support, support that shit, whether you like somebody or not. You're right. And also you got to understand that. Like, I think we got to get every, uh, we got to get a lot of people to the space where you can accept that not everything that comes out of somebody's mouth, you're going to like. Right. You don't or agree to, with. Exactly. Right. You don't have to agree or like everything that man, that woman, whoever, that person that's out there, you don't have to like or agree with everything they say to support their their mission. So like, okay, me as Chris, you don't like what I'm saying on this one episode for three minutes of a two-hour conversation that doesn't, uh, I don't like him. Uh, I'm not going to support. No, stop that. That's stupid. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm saying, I'm encountering this shit. Speak on my own experience because it's really about getting men together so that, you know, in my mind, this kind of shit, the other shows and just create more awareness. Like we could be, we could be saving a life without even knowing it. We could be reaching a young man that, is finally saw somebody else just like him, and now he doesn't panic and jump to kill. He he might panic and jump to find community. Let me get to the group so I can figure myself out. You know, like this shit can actually help out. So it's just like stifling this shit. You're only you're you're really cutting your nose to spite your face, and it's just we got to get past it because 
nothing changes if the people in the space don't want it to. Right. If we, we can't be enemies at every turn. We cannot be adversaries. We really got to come together as a team. We're all a part of the same body. My function is different than yours, Nambi. I'm, I'm an arm and you're a leg. And we both serve different functions. But we're still all a part of the body moving towards the same goal. So, you know, that's that's really, I guess I'm just getting that off my chest because, uh, yeah, makes so. Sense. It, it, it makes sense. Sense. What? <laughs> I was just about to say this. all Grab my ear. Musa. Yeah, it, make, it makes sense though, because I mean, you got certain people that are out there trying to be an activist in a political nature where they're trying to reach the politicians, and that's important. But you also got to reach the people too. Yeah, and you can't reach these these men. You can't reach these men with no marches. These yeah. niggas ain't. They not hearing that shit. Uh, they they got to get the real talk from the men like us. <laughs> I mean, really, like that's. Um, I, I mean, I look at my analytics. I'm an analytics guy. I do this shit for 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 work, my day job, anyways. And like seriously, while a lot of people that watch it live, they see a lot of women in the comments. Yo, these guys will watch the shit after the fact, when nobody in a way that nobody else can tell. Right. But like my on demand viewing after it's live is mostly male. The, the podcast listening, mostly male. It's about, when I say mostly, it's like two-thirds to one-third. Two-thirds men, one-third women. But it's just like, they're just not on the lives because they don't want their names put out there. And they want to be, you know, it's, it's people that just ain't ready to have their shit out there on the streets. And that's cool as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Like, I, I always tell guys, you got to get your shit together before you meet that girl. Because a lot of... A lot of dudes will wait until they find that one girl, and then now they're gonna try and start. And you're gonna put that girl through all sorts of hell. And that, and that's why I think that this, I think that this platform is, is. That's another reason why I think that this platform is so important. And the thing about it is, you know, you know, us as you know, uh, trans women, you know what I mean, as as women, period. You know, we also have to like we have our spaces. We also right. have to, you know, allow y'all to have y'all, you know, allow to have y'all space. Not every, not every um, issue or topic we need to speak on because it don't, it don't concern us. We can right. disagree and have our own opinions about it, but, honey. Like, I don't know about the trans women out there, but honey, I'm not really trying to really have no freaking raw dog male conversations anyway. <laughs> I ran for that. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, everybody likes to have a space where they can just be you know, just be and just say what's on their minds and have other like-minded individuals, you know, just have a conversation with other like-minded individuals. You know what I mean? Each group, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Whether you're gay, whether you're trans, whether you're trans attractive, whether, you know what I mean? You're white, black, Latina, whatever. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to have a group of people where we can all talk, you know, where, where, where we could discuss issues and we are like-minded about them. But, mm -hmm. The thing about it is, you know, do I do I have to agree with everything that uh, men like us stands for? No, but I appreciate I appreciate the platform because it's for 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 people that 
you know, it's it's for a demographic. It's it's targeting the demographic of people that are out here freaking just offing our trans women. So the more motherfuckers that men like us can get, the happier I am. Okay. Yep. Uh, Latreya, there is a request for you to talk and uh, talk, Latreya. <laughs> oh Lord, talk, bitch. <laughs> Well, uh, damn, I done forgot what the hell I was going to say. Yeah. But uh, can we get to Jocelyn's what a slut ass, please? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a lot to say about this whole Jocelyn Hernandez. Okay. As her, okay. We saw her comment on the little, on the little post that she, well, actually, she posted oh. Here I got, I got you. Hold on a second. I'm gonna show it. Give me a second. I'm, I'm. Let me pull it up. Go ahead, cause your girl Latrice needs your name about to go in. <laughs> okay, so let me um try and zoom in on this so y'all can actually read it. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, well that is not helping. Ain't that some shit? Big this. Is that more legible? I don't know. Well, not not completely readable, but anyways, go ahead. I can read it if you want me to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jocelyn commented on a post from Hollywood Unliked. Um, Unlocked, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, unlocked. Did I say unlocked? Unlocked. My bad. Unlocked. Hollywood unlocked. Um, um, Jocelyn says Boosie is right, and that's why Bonnie don't have a TV. Uh, SMH push whatever you want, but minds won't be brainwashed. Um, and she was talking about Lil Nas X expressing his sexuality through his art. Okay, I'm gonna say this openly. Okay. Those of you who agree with Jocelyn and Boozy, okay? What Boozy said, talking about we got to protect our kids from homosexuality. Up your kids, okay? When they get older, they're going to have a mind of their own. Stop blaming celebrities for how your child is being. You as a parent... Is supposed to be the motherfucking example and the motherfucking influence. Not these celebrities. These celebrities ain't your kids motherfucking role models, bitch. You're supposed to be the motherfucking role model. The fuck? How much bleach these motherfuckers be drinking? And let's not even get on T.I. Okay? Because his ass is also the problem. Oh, Lord. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Golly. Um, there's a request for you to stop cursing. <laughs> I am a grown woman. I'm gonna say what I want. I love you. I love you, Miss Bree Brown. But I'm, I'm gonna keep on cursing. Like I said, mm -hmm. them kids gonna have a mind of their own. And as far as Boozy is concerned. He thinks it's okay for him for you know for children to be sexually assaulted by an adult. 
rather if it's mm-hmm. a crackhead, a prostitute, uncle, cousin, sister, brother, but not okay for somebody to come out and live their truth and be happy. And that that's the type of shit that that causes a lot of men to stay DL because they're afraid of that judgment. Mm-hmm. Facts. And Facts. to be honest, it's basically hurting us because the DL men are coming into our space, fucking up our lives. Like, motherfucker, we didn't actually be here. You're not in our own motherfucking business. You paying to be in our lives for what? Just so you can feel like you 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 had a little, you have a little sex toy, go on somewhere with that. Uh-huh. Go on, go on over there, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, let me let me not even get started on toxic femininity. Jocelyn Hernandez. Uh-oh. That bitch knows better. <laughs> that bitch her co-sign with Boosie and that whole has been slutting around with both men and women, right along with motherfucking CVJ with his trifling ass? And you talking about not wanting your kids to be motherfucking brainwashed. Bitch, kill yourself. (laughs) There is uh, a that. (laughs) That point right there. Thank you. The bitch is bisexual. Not for nothing, but Stevie Stevie J lost the best woman he ever had when he let Mimi Fosco. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. Was that his original girl? Yeah, that's we. Uh, that's the one he left for Jocelyn, right? Motherfucking woman that mm. Stevie J has ever motherfucking had. I'm gonna say mm. that off real. And yeah, I've actually, I've it. actually met Mimi in person, so I could actually speak to that. Damn, but yeah, it's. It, it, you know, one of the contradictions they pointed out in the conversation, Charlamagne pointed out, he was like, dude, well, if you listen to your records, you're encouraging kids to do all sorts of shit. And you're encouraging all the, like these other rappers is encouraging violence, drug use, you know, all sorts of sexual behaviors. And, and you think that this is the problem? Like, why are you not looking at the kind of stuff that you are suggesting that you're promoting in your music? when all this dude is just trying to do is just be free and, and be himself. Like exactly. there, there was no critical look at, at himself for Boosie and Charlamagne brought that up and, you know, he was trying to be like, Oh, well that ain't the same. This is, he was, you know, wiggling out of the logic, but you know, at the end he was like, man, stop trying to trap me. Stop trying to trap me when it's trap you. You just wrong. So I don't know. I think we've been going round for round on this whole boosie thing, but if y'all, <laughs> if you feel like you need to watch it for yourself, by all means, go go over to the Breakfast Club on YouTube and watch the interview. It is very toxic as fuck. It's very um, status quo for a lot of black men, and and it's it's it really is. And I'm not I'm not a first off I ain't no simp. I ain't one of them niggas that shit on men just to go with what women are saying because I ain't on that bullshit. But it's I know I know way too many dudes like him, and I was raised to be just like Boosie. Like me and him, we're the same age. We don't look it, but we're the same age. So it's just like you know, I, 
I mean, really, he looks old as fuck. He looks old. I'm like, dude. I we're the same age. See, Niambi, I thought he was like 52. You know what I mean? I thought he was like 52. Mm. Yeah, he looks, he's in his 30s. He looked 50, but mm. uh, whatever. He definitely had a rough paper route. <laughs> yeah. Very rough. Oh, wow. But, you know, there's just a lot of men raised to be like Boosie and Boosie is like the last bastion of homophobia and traditionalism and that's people are rallying to that shit you know mm-hmm. i know people just like that i was raised by people who, who thought the same and a lot of people that i hold dear still have issues where they they're caught in that mindset and they're not they're not just like boosie they're not looking to get out of it so that is a very common his viewpoints is very common in our community. And I wish, I don't know what's going to break our community out of it, but, you know, if Tupac was alive, today he would be one of the voices trying to get us to change and liberate ourselves. Because it really is, we're, we're trapping ourselves. We need liberation. We need freedom. Black children need to grow up with the freedom that uh, that they could be whatever the fuck they want to be, not what somebody's telling them they have to be. So, you know, it's... It's a whole ass thing, but um, I just wanted to wrap it up. Yo, hold on. In a bowl like that, y'all. Boosie been a double ARP member. That's what Miss Bree Brown said. Yeah, they're going in on his age in the comments. And, you know, I, I think. Yeah, go ahead. You know, cis hetero people, especially in the black community, they have been shoving sexuality down our throats for years. Like super straight heterosexuality. They've been doing that ever since we was motherfucking born. I can't disagree with that. I'm a nineties kid, so age. It starts at a very young age and they call it shit like cute. Oh, look at that. Oh, dance with her. Got basically freaking babies freaking make it make it out at three and four years old. Oh, hold her hand. And they call the shit cute. Bitch, that shit ain't cute. Right. You're indirectly forcing something on a child that's not even freaking aware of what's going on. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say it like this. Whatever these straight people do in their homes, that's their business. They can do whatever they want. But all that holding hands and kissing and public affection, like, why do you got to shove that down our throats? <laughs> Good motherfucking question. <laughs> I mean, it really is like being a, it's like being a Christian, but not forcing your religion on other people. Like, this is how you believe. Cool. But don't get mad when somebody else don't believe that. And don't try to force your belief structure onto somebody else. Right. Because we can all have a different fine. All right. You, you, this is how you are. You straight, you this, this, and this, but don't be trying to preach the good word and force it on other people. Like I am not, available to be colonized so don't bring that shit over here and try and colonize my mindset ain't gonna happen chris you're not supposed to have impure thoughts (laughs) (laughs) yeah well the 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 black box in the 90s saw to that shit so uh i'm old uh, spice channel was real back in the 90s Or basically going back, back, back even further when you had to go up and down on the channels to get a little bit of an image. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Again, we're I'm old, so scrambled, scrambled nudity was nudity. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it. He, he, he was like, ooh, 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 that's a boop, that's a boop. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't get it right all the way completely. They just, yeah. I used to watch Telemundo, and they had this novella on there where it was like colonial times, so then all the dark skin, Latin people was, or just Latin people in general was prancing around naked like slaves. They they weren't, they, they couldn't be dressed. It was a Brazilian, like, drama. So it was just nakedness all over the place. I was watching that shit okay. as a little 14 year old that shouldn't have been watching that shit late at night. Just like I wasn't supposed to be up watching. You know how many kids in the 90s was watching all them real, real sex episodes on HBO? Like, come That's on now. Confessions. Yeah. I watched Real Sex, Hotel Erotica. G string. Uh, it was another one. Um, G string. The Bunny Ranch. The oh, the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. That that was Cat House, but then you had G string Divas, and okay. uh, and then there was um another one. Uh, fuck. But it, you know what? We all had Nickelodeon on the last channel button. Like you had that button ready to hit as soon as the adult came around. You switch it back to something the kids supposed to be watching. <laughs> Like, uh, I hate it when I would get caught like watching real sex on TV late at night. Yeah. I would sneak and watch that. My uncle be like, you watch what you're supposed to be watching. I'm like, yeah. I mean, look at it. You see the evidence? <laughs> but well, men- for me, for me, it was just real sex because that was the only show that I could see a penis on. Because they, they was always freaking blurring some shit out when it came to mm. y'all fellas, honey. I used to be a mad adolescent growing up. Very mad. Mm. Yeah, Yo, one, of my, one of my one of my brothers. When I was sixteen, no damn, and it was a gay porn too. So that <laughs> and a whole bunch of straight porn. But that's one. But that's another conversation, though. I'm right. ready for that conversation. We supposed to be talking about Boosie and them, child. Huh? <laughs> um, Michaela says Flame is now live on IG. I don't know what Flame would be talking about on IG, but I mean, really, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm ageist. I'm good. I don't need to listen to somebody yeah, that. So yeah. She's just really out of touch. And right. I kind of see that on Madison sometimes too, where you're just like, yo, you're, you're old school and you're just really out of touch. And I get that's why you have people like Hope around to kind of keep you younger and relevant. But your mindset just is, it, it don't line up with, the way reality is right now, and mindset ain't there. It ain't there, like so. So flame, yeah, it's just different. Yeah, I I was about to click on one of um I think I think one of one of um T S Madison's videos popped up in my uh, notifications. So when I clicked on it, the caption said something about punks. I'm like, like who calls freaking gay people punks nowadays? Like like come on. Like you're like really like you like like you just said, but like you're really out of touch. And like I like I'm like holding on to my last little bit of patience w- with Madison. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm trying, like I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. But bitch, it's at this point, like bitch, you're problematic as hell too. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, you're you're pro- you're problematic as hell, and you're gonna say whatever it is the fuck you're gonna say because you've got a freaking million to billion followers. And you know, whatever you're gonna motherfucking say, people are gonna like, heart, love it, and share it. So right. you know, come now on. she got that audience by like one the the first I, I saw this early. She was just so authentic, like she wasn't putting on airs for nobody. She was telling real deal stories about like her life. And like that's what drew me in. 
Because she was telling stories like how she was running away from niggas at the club because she didn't want nothing happening. And it was just like, I don't know. She, I'm just saying she, she does have her audience for a good reason. But I think there's a level of responsibility there that I don't, I'm sure like some folks just are not ready for it at that at that point. But I'm not I'm not shitting on uh you know T.S. Madison and all like that. I really am just shitting on Flame being just completely out of touch. But you know, um, they do that, share y'all. some they do share some qualities though. Both uh, I mean, yeah, they homegirls. They homegirls, so they, they 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 kick it. Like I was surprised to see Flame on Madison shit, especially after that first Breakfast Club interview. I said, "Oh, oh, okay, we didn't don't nobody canceled. All right, well, that's interesting." T.S. Madison. I mean, T.S. Madison is just an authentic shit. I want to touch on this whole thing with her being all buddy buddy with the um, Flame. Flame. Like, why would you be? friends with somebody who is okay with bashing gay people and trans people. Yet, you are you got your own TV show and you have a problem with your family members misgendering you and you're teaching them the proper pronouns, you know, respecting you as a woman. How does that even work? I mean, I, I think they're just old buddies and I get that. Like, so I'm going to just say it like this. There's just some old friends that you have that you're just not. Are you going to drop them or no? And I think a lot of people, yeah. it's it's a no. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. but, like I said before, okay. my cutoff game is strong as hell. If you can't respect my name. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, it's and. and yeah, it's like, and then when you when you when you start like leveling up mentally and intellectually and stuff, like you just simply don't have time for it. Right. Especially when you start seeing people in your own community exhibiting the same behaviors right. that we're trying to get away from. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, Flame basically showed up as a proxy. Flame is a man. man. Yeah, that is a man. Like, M-A-N. <laughs> I'm done. Like, like you know, yeah. the flame represented the, the whole like, community. That's a man. That is a father, dude. Him, he is. Like, like, come on. As I said, I can't no more. As I said, the Breakfast Club has a history of pulling this bullshit. Yeah, they go to the comedians and the freaking mockery makers, mm-hmm. and they know who to call on their show. They're not going to call somebody like Latreya or myself or uh, 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 like uh, Hope Giselle or yeah. somebody who's going to speak. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to call nobody like that. They're I would love to see Hope make, on that show. Make, uh, Hope would let them have it. Absolutely. Hope, Hope would keep it real. Good. She wouldn't let them get by with anything. I would love to see Hope on Breakfast Club because I think she would. I mean, it wouldn't be entertaining for them. They, it wouldn't be fun for them because she would. Not- it would be fun for me, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's going to let me. Because mm-hmm. Hope wouldn't hold her tongue either. Like, that's one of the qualities I, I definitely like about her and admire about her. Like, she's not going to hold her tongue in the midst of people like that. Like, even if right. she came on with Madison and was just a sidekick, Hope would Hope would hijack that whole motherfucking show yeah, just to make would. sure that they heard the fucking yeah, truth. Yeah, Hope only holds her tongue when it's convenient. Well, I don't, 
I, I, I'm not going to go that far or nothing like that, but I'm just saying, I just think that she would rock that show and, and really, and really set a tone there. And, you know, and, I was, oh and, my God, and, Hope and Boosie. Oh my goodness. I would tune in for that oh, show. I would. Oh, baby. She, but she's, she's just, she, she's got the word. She's got the language. She's got the intelligence to go blow for blow with this guy in real time. And a lot of people that are trying to be like Hope don't have those skills. The wannabes, they don't, they, they, they can't do it. So, you know, and, and, and be intelligent and logical about our conversations and get him to understand what he's really doing. Right. Yeah. So, right. Look, I'm, I, I, I know that, you know, we've had whatever issues, but I, I just know which I just, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. And I think she can really kill that shit. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yo, I'm, we're going to cut it here. <laughs> and because and, 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 we've been at this for a little bit. But um, I yeah, thank yeah, everyone yeah. for joining us. Oh, thing. what's up, bro? You missed the person that really would be able to put them in check. Samaya. Oh, yes. Samaya would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Samaya from the box. Number 512 podcast would be absolutely amazing. Oh, wow. oh, oh you said my numbers. Five. Yes, either one of them ladies. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Yeah, bring them both on. Um, yeah, yeah, Brianna and yeah, I think Samaya yes. and Brianna would be great for sure. Yes, yes. Oh goodness! So gracious. I'm here for that. I mean, even even the Diamond Styles, like I'm with it. Diamond, the whole crew of Diamond, Mia, and Z roll up there. Cool. Shout like they just need some folks that can really put them words together and get them to you know. So anywho. Yep. We're going to stop fantasizing about perfect situations that they're not going to allow. Right, right. That they're part, not that going part. to allow these people on their platform to really not even get at them, but just get at whatever guests they have that want to share. share. Like, they're not going to let somebody on there that's actually going to educate the black right. community because the Breakfast Club is still the number one more black morning show. They have that title. They are on free over the air in multiple cities. Like they have presence, they could actually reach people and change folks, but it's not in their best interest to do that. So it would be nice, but you know, it's what it is. But um, uh, we'll we'll promote a podcast real quick here, everybody. You can reach Mike Brooklyn on the Real Talk podcast, real discuss, real discussions, real opinions, real fucking talk. So mm-hmm. please check out his podcast. Um, I appear on there periodically. But there's lots of other people that appear on there that have, that are dope as fuck, um, and a lot of names that y'all actually might know. So he's had some pretty nice. dope people on there. So there I you go, the trays be on there. And I will be uploading this one to that podcast, so we'll have me and the and the trio on there. There you go. So um, yeah, check out that podcast. Absolutely, you know, Box Five Twelve support Marsha's plates. Obviously, support this podcast. Please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, follow us on Twitter. We need all the love, y'all, all the support. Uh, share this conversation with anybody you think might appreciate it. Hit the, If you're on Facebook, hit the share button. Share it with somebody else. Share it in a group. Get it out there. I think we had a pretty fun discussion today. Made a lot of really good points. Definitely. And, but, um, but also watch Trans Talk Tuesday. Yeah. And, uh, Trans Talk Tuesday is tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Yes, ma'am. 
Here you I'm go. Now, we're going to be continuing this conversation and a lot of other things. Now, what do they have to follow to find that? How did, how did um, they get I, to it? My uh, Trans Talk Tuesday is um, broadcasted on my personal Facebook page, Danuni and B.E. Stanley, um, okay. at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. Um, and then it is shared to the, if you miss it, it's also shared on the Trans Information Facebook page. That's my nonprofit. So you can find it either one of those two um, on um, Tuesdays. Tuesday morning, I broadcast live, and the replay is shared on the Trans Talk, Trans Information Facebook page um, shortly after the live feed is over. There you go. New Niambi East Stanley. That's the page, y'all. Bam, 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 bam. Trans murder blackout. It's a movement. Damn oh, there it. you go. <laughs> Trans murder blackout. Check it out. Yay. Support. Buy the t-shirts. Get on there. Buy the shirts. Uh, like my main man, Mike, has got on. We can show that hey. for everybody. See? Go ahead, Mike. Trans murder blackout. Baby. That's my baby right there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yes. uh, we got all the promotion and stuff. <laughs> we don't promote it, promote it, promote it. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Latrey. We didn't promote the Transfinity. You got oh, the yes. Yeah, it's oh, the show the Wait a minute, just Go ahead and show them. Go ahead and show them. No, show, like, you got oh, the yeah. bottles right there, right? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you bottle got right here. Right here. Anybody has any issues or any hair loss or... You know, you gotta trying to do the hand thing like they do on YouTube. Hold it in your hand and then put your hand behind it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> you can't really, like, you can't really see the label. That's why I asked Chris to put the, the thing on there. Uh, I don't have it downloaded. Give me a second. Let me try to find it. Find the photo in our, in our chat. Go to the Facebook page, Chris. Now, Mike sent me a photo. Didn't you send me a photo? Uh, probably, but I got the bottle to the camera right now. Hold on. Wow. For one second. Hold on. For one second. One there second. we go. There we go. Yay! Transfinity hair growth oil. Rapid <laughs> hair growth oil. Check that out. There we go right there. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Here's some more. We ain't done yet. We ain't done. We ain't done yet, baby. We ain't done yet. Okay. Uh, I got some pictures for you right here. Okay. What's going on? There's one. I'm sending some before and after photos. Hold on for a minute. Hold on a second. Oh, second. right. Boom. Did you send that to me straight up? Yeah, I, I got I got to that. The, I just sent it to the group okay. messenger, so you might want to. No, no, I got you. I got you. So we got this right here. There we go. Boom. If you want to order from me, you can go to Transfinity Official on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I accept payment through Cash App, and PayPal. It's $25 a bottle. Here are the results right here. Just in case nobody believes me, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm using it myself, so I just want to put that out there for those of y'all who want to grow your hair out and things of that sort, you know. Sure <laughs> Go on, for us today, y'all. 
<laughs> Trans Affinity Official. That's the name Trans of the Facebook, Facebook page. Right. It's all one word, baby. Transfinity Official. There you go. Cool. <laughs> Let me uh, oh, go back to everybody. All right. So now we done did it for real. Yes. Yes. And Royal Smokes on TikTok. Yep. <laughs> Yes, shout out to my nephew. And, and that's my and, big brother. And King Cleetro on all social media. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Support the homie, Royal Smokes. He's done some great TikTok videos. He's one of those guys that, you know, we need to protect. Because I, I really love seeing dudes like him step up. And there's more guys stepping up and making their own YouTube videos and doing all sorts of shit. So, you know, we got to protect all these guys because the last thing I want is, you know, for a little ugliness and negativity to come and just like, you know, push them back in the closet. Right. You know, I think there's, yeah, like the, the, the whole crowd that thinks men should be seen and not heard needs to be overshadowed by support. Exactly. So I just hope and pray that that's what these brothers are getting, but yep. With that, that is the end of the show for real this time. Yes, and we will see y'all on Wednesday for real, hopefully. There will be, we're going to do a show on Wednesday. I'm not going to announce the guest because this guest is canceled a few times. So I don't even want to set people up for false expectations. So <laughs> just come back on Wednesday and then we got the regular show on Friday. So with that, we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.